0: Hello and welcome back to episode 33, I nearly said 23, wow, <laughs> jumping back in time, no, it's actually 33 <laughs> of the Ripper, the Teller and the Gremlin. So um, this week uh, we're back, we took a week off, we were, you know, lounging in the sun, you know, loving life, oh, holidaying. Yes.
1: The sun of England.
0: <laughs> you know, not that we were stuck indoors still or working, no, not at all, Um Yeah, so that was pretty much uh, our our joy of our week off. Life as normal. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But back to it this week, Uh, we'll start straight away with the news. So the first thing I have to talk about is something that's deeply upset me on a personal level. (laughs) Um, I can
2: feel the frustration.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm emotionally distraught over this. So this is, uh, I think, the only piece of movie news we have this week. But um, we had confirmation that they are officially rebooting the Superman uh, movie series. Okay. So that means bye bye Henry Cavill.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. It's really gutting.
0: Yeah, it's pretty awful. Uh, and there's so much about this um, that is awful as well, especially since Ralph MacQuarrie, who is you might even recognise that name. He he's he's worked in comic worlds. He's um. He was a producer, I think, on the original Superman movies. And he is a big producer on the Mission Impossible movies. Mm -hmm. And he met Henry Cavill um, during that Mission Impossible movie where Cavill plays the bad guy. Yeah, And they really hit it off and he loved him. And they together pitched a Superman movie to Warner Bros. where Ralph, uh, because he's a big name in Hollywood, he was happy to direct and write it with Cavill starring. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's like that's a silver bullet. That's like the, you've yeah. got ta- these talented people know what they want to do, know what it is, can make it straight away. But for whatever reason, we're not really sure why Warner Brothers have it's not the direction they want to go in. Hmm. Um, and they've rebooted Superman on the small screen already with uh Lois and Clark, which I've actually been watching. It's really good. Um, I really like the. the he's obviously not Henry Cavill, but the guy in the TV series is really good. Uh, he is one of the Arrowverse shows, the CW, oh, but yeah. its budget is so big because it's like got HBO Max money. Right. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah. And it's going to eventually, I think, go on HBO Max as well. Um, so I've watched the first two episodes and the CGI is amazing. It's really kind of adult, tells a really mature story. So it's quite hilarious. They're like rebooting him in almost like every sense. So you've got the show and then also this movie. So this movie is going to be executive produced by Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams. So Bad Robot is J.J. Abrams' production house. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have, uh, I mean, I like his Star Trek movies, not so much his Star Wars movies, Um, Mm -hmm. but a lot of people have gone, he's ruined Star Trek, he ruined Star Wars, now he's going to ruin Superman. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I love that. I mean, as much as I don't agree with that statement, I just think that's a funny meme. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah and, and the rumor is they've got a um I'm blanking on his name uh, I'd probably butcher the pronunciation anyway but they've got a a very acclaimed uh, novelist uh, a, a black um writer they've brought in a very uh, you know he's won a lot of awards um but the thing for me that is interesting is there's been this rumor of them doing a Michael B Jordan superman for ages Right, hmm. and I'm wondering, is this what they're going to go for—the Black Superman? Um, and, and my my thing is, I you know, I know some people are like, oh no, he's he's a white character, stay white. My thing is, I don't mind him becoming black and being a Black Superman. Yeah. I think I actually think that's quite cool. I quite like that concept. But the thing for me is, I just find this devastating because I think you should have given Henry Cavill his trilogy. You should mm-hmm. have. Done that, gone through yeah, that, yeah, and then, then rebooted the it. Reboot, yeah. You had like gold dust in your hands because Henry Cavill's stardom is at the highest it's ever been. Yeah, the success of The okay. Witcher and all his geeky habits. He's we've talked about this on the podcast. He yeah. is the the king of the Run. king of the nerds, yeah, king of yeah. the geeks. There's literally the Game of Thrones scene, and they've edited Henry Cavill in, and they're going king of the nerds, king of the nerds. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, he's got such a. A love from the fandom. And I think there was literally all I've seen on the internet is like, I, I have not seen anyone go, this is a good idea, or go, we no. like this. Everything has just been disappointment and gone, oh, we, you know, he deserved another shot. He deserved his own movie. He deserved a, a fresh take to, to really, truly be the character he wanted. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. They haven't confirmed any details yet. So, Part of me wonders what's going to happen if the Snyder Cut does really well for HBO. Yeah. Like, what does that mean for the characters going forward? Um, it, it will either be a last hurrah for a lot of the actors, or potentially, if it blows up, what they're going to reboot Superman and do another Justice League, like, but but in an alternate timeline. I mean, they're already doing two Batman. We mm. got we got rumours of Ben Affleck's Batman series, and obviously they're doing um, Pattinson's Batman,
2: Patterbat, mm-hmm. yeah. bat Yeah, oh, I like that. That was sounds like that's sounds like, sounds like a nursery rhyme you teach kids.
1: Yes, yeah, Patty cake,
2: Patterbat, Patterbat. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so I'm coining that. That's that's mine now. It's the podcast, <laughs> Patterbat. Um, yeah, I just I don't know how to feel about it because I'm not against what they want, to, if it is black Superman, I'm not per se against that. I, I think it's an interesting um, take mm-hmm. and there's precedence for it in the comics because Marvel has, I think, blue Marvel, who's basically Superman, but he's black. And then mm-hmm. there's also an alternate reality Superman in DC who weirdly looks like Barack Obama, <laughs> which I, <laughs> I find really funny. <laughs> Which yeah, so so say I'm not against the concept. I just think they've completely shot themselves in the foot. And everyone that I saw seemed to want Henry Cavill to to get his second chance to be Superman. Um, Because to be fair, he got one movie, and then he was in ensemble films. He didn't, and then it was you know Snyder's vision. He never got to be the the Superman that people love from those original Superman movies. You know. Oh, yeah, I just it's such a shame. I, do, do you guys have anything else to add or say on it?
2: No, I you know I think you've pretty much summed it up. That you know, like you say, it's it's I I'm never opposed to reboots really. Like you know, I think they're always going to happen, and you know, you can there's always, always the recast, potential to do something great. Yeah, yeah, but but it would have been nice to see him get a trilogy at least. So it's a bit cutting in the same mm-hmm. time, bittersweet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Especially considering they're going forward with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and um, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I know you're rebooting Batman in an alternate reality, but it's just like Marvel seems to just have this plan and DC just continues to jumble the bag and not yeah. really know what they want to do.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. They're a
0: bit all over the place. Um, and it's also, this is there's actually a rumor surrounding this before I forget as well, that when this news broke, Henry Cavill approached Marvel and right. has been in talks with Kevin Feige about a Marvel right. role.
1: Oh, cool! Just instantly, like, fine, I'll go somewhere else then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if D- fine, DC have treated Marvel, well Warner Bros. <laughs>
0: particular, I wouldn't say DC more Warner Bros. have treated Cavill like pretty awfully. Like they've been pretty bad to the man. So if you can go to Marvel, who's going to treat you right and probably cast you as? You know, he could play Hyperion or Sentry, which is basically Marvel's Superman, or uh, that might be too on the nose. You could cast him as people have done mock up of him as Captain Britain, um, which is awesome because Captain yeah, Britain cool. is, he's kind of like, he's, he's very similar to Captain America, but imagine the Captain America suit with a Union Jack and mm-hmm. uh, it's based on the off, off you. Arthur, uh, I can't say Arthurian for some reason. The myths, you know, the Lady (laughs) of the Lake and uh, Merlin. And he gets this magical sword that he pulls out. And then he is basically a hybrid between Captain America and Superman. Where he can fly and he's got crazy super strength. I love love the character in the comics. And I think Henry Cavill would be an amazing Captain Britain. But again, I'm like, is it too similar to
2: maybe do Superman. something yeah yeah maybe do something different with his character
0: maybe make him a villain but then i yeah. I don't want you making villain because i want him to be around a lot if you're going to bring him into marvel yeah and he'd be such a good because people have talked about who's going to be the face of you know marvel going forward and i could really see him as a character within the avengers going forward and i mm-hmm. just love to see him and chris hemsworth re like fight each mm-hmm. other or something Yeah. If it's yeah, like yeah. Captain Britain have them like have this crazy superhero like beef oh, it'd be amazing <laughs> um, but yeah so that's all I had to say on that anything to add before I move away? No no you can move on uh, okay so the next bit of news I had was a Bioware update so uh, this is quite a quite a, a bit of a somber moment because um, the first bit of this is Anthem is officially
2: dead mm-hmm. so yeah, this is sad
0: yeah, so this was about a week ago now, but we did get confirmation that Anthem Next got the can. Uh, they were just like, no, not supporting it. Uh, it was a, a failure. Well, they released this um, this weird press statement talking about the successes of Anthem. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the insiders from this meeting said that they basically said Anthem was a massive failure right. and has made them like reconsider multiplayer games and focus more on single player. Oh yeah because That's Anthem was good Anthem was this colossal failure yet Jedi Fallen Order was this massive hit yeah. I think Jedi Fallen Order has been a godsend for EA because they've mm-hmm. gone oh if we make games with good stories that people like they'll buy it <laughs> <laughs> whereas if we make Anthem they won't buy it um which is kind of funny uh, it's a shame I, I don't know where you fall because i'm glad they're focusing on dragon age four don't get me wrong i'm glad yeah. this this team is going there because uh, yeah. to me that's my priority from bioware but i just feel like there was there is this potential and this hidden gem inside anthem,
2: anthem that they've now just that with like another gone. two
0: years of work <laughs> you could there there's something in there that you could make into a great great RPG title on online yeah. RPG title
2: yeah, yeah yeah well we like you say you think about obviously we've spoke before on here about um how we all uh, well I don't know about you no, the two of us played anthem and obviously had a a good laugh and some good fun I think if you had like a, a small like team of people who just carried on at it for you know no matter how long it takes there's a lot of potential in that, mm. and and you know, like you say, that could have been a, a hidden gem of a game. But um, it, yeah, it's quite sad to know that they're giving up on it. Yeah, up, but it's dead. Yeah, no, like you say, just just a shame. We we wanted
0: a Battlefront two style sort of comeback, but yeah, it's not going to get that, uh, and it's dead. So maybe we'll see it rebooted like ten years from now when we're old. Uh, <laughs> when I oh. when I when I can finally grow a full beard.
2: Like ah I knew this day would come Do you know what's really funny right Collectively the three of us We could all grow at One big combined beard With the parts we have
0: Oh it'd be glorious (laughs) Yeah we could have a
2: We could have a Viking beard I think I'd have the
0: Substantial part of it
2: he is bradley um bradley would have the martin chop side of
1: it yeah I have got the sides i got the sides down and the neck is pretty good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah cool anyway carry on sorry so
0: um dragon age four is confirmed to be single player only now they have um canned the multiplayer mode Hmm. um and to to focus you know solely on the single player i think that's uh, good though yeah you know i'm of two minds of this because I want the single player to be the best it can be. That is why people buy the game. That's why I'm buying the game. But I have really enjoyed the multiplayer modes in uh, their games. They've done these little side horde modes. You know, like mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it in Free. I, I even enjoyed it in Andromeda. I enjoyed it in Inquisition. Yeah. I think Inquisition had a really underrated, fun little dungeon dwelling where you picked a character and you went. I didn't in this know there was an online. Yeah, I, honestly, it was literally. Um, there were loads of different characters. They did different updates where they added new characters. And you were like, oh, I'll play as the Templar character. I'll play as the Hunter character. I think this mage.
1: I just didn't get into it because I didn't have anyone to play with. Mm. I mean, <laughs> so it was lo- like, no. Nah. A lot of
0: people, are like, I, I even saw a guy talking about as early. it earlier. He was like, oh, Inquisition multiplayer was rubbish. I was like, I spent hours on that. Like, it was just. It was just a fun little side thing. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't the reason mm. to play the game. Yeah. It was just like, hey, I fancy a bit of Dragon Age and like maybe I'll just play a little bit of multiplayer because it yeah. was just like a horde mode. It was like every now and then I was like, oh, I'll play a game, you know?
1: yeah easier to Um, jump into than
0: yeah yeah literally if you had five minutes you're like you know what i i feel like delving through and it was fun it was like random missions random enemies generated every time and you had to like make your way through this map and Mm -hmm. it was basically exactly like the core game but instead of having you know uh, party members uh, it was four different players Hmm. And you, you'd build a balanced uh, team or whatever. Customization was great. It was uh, it was really cool. I thought it was really cool. So uh, it's a bit of a shame in that context. Um, but it's good they're focusing on the single player. It would a, a, be a benefit to the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because reportedly there have been multiple pivots during development. Apparently, from the reports, there's been basically four different versions of Dragon Age 4 made at this point. Jeez. Because there was the online service version that they were going for that was Anthem with Dragons. Then that got scrapped. Then we had creative leads and story directors leave and they rebooted the story. Um, Then we had obviously this uh, (laughs) latest reboot where they've cut the multiplayer to continually focus on the single player. So um, they've sort of talked about, there's no words on it, but just that Dragon Age 4 has had a very messy development. Mm -hmm. And that's very indicative of current Bioware, because Andromeda had an extremely messy development. Anthem had an extremely messy development. Like, since Inquisition, they just can't get their stuff together. And it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, I I just don't get it. Like, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that was EA interfering and telling them they've got to make a certain game in a certain way and them not being able to do that and it not working and then and it sounds like you know EA have changed their mind multiple times on what they want from them because mm-hmm. because look how many times reportedly Dragon Age 4 has changed you know been been almost redone, uh, which is absolutely crazy to me, but it also explains why we got that like a CGI announcement trailer. And then we just had like four years of nothing, (laughs) which is, uh, you know, this kind of adds a lot of information to that. But I haven't really got anything else to say. Have you guys got anything to add?
2: No, no. All good.
1: No. Hopefully, you know, their focus now can finally get into this final version. So we've had four. Yeah. We've got, you know, that last version.
0: And I know me me and you, Bradley, we just want a, a really good spiritual successor to Inquisition.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I love the Inquisition.
0: Yeah, I I like Inquisition. Uh, Okay, I'll move on to the last bit of news. And it's my favourite bit of news of the week. I get to take a dump on Google Stadia. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) So um, Google Stadia, this started because they hosted it. They thought it would be a good idea to um, host a Reddit AMA. And as you can imagine, it went horribly wrong. Um, and staff revealed stuff they shouldn't have it got even it got so far to one point that a guy was complaining and one of the um one of the q a guys was saying that he would bring a stadia to this guy's house and personally deliver it and it just it got really weird what is happening <laughs> yeah um so so that was a disaster for them there and then immediately after this event ended jason schrider who I've talked about a lot on the podcast. The the guys might remember me mentioning him. He's a very credible journalist. I've talked about how he's like one of these last investigative... um, Hey, you did it. (laughs) Yeah, I did the word. Uh, I mean, I've been up since 3am, guys. Like, come on, give me a break. Um, Journalist. And he looks into, you know, uh, these games. He did a huge... He did the expose on Cyberpunk most recently. And he's just released a load of credible sourced information about stadia and this is so interesting to me so there's three major issues he's highlighted the first is it missed its initial sales targets by hundreds of thousands of copies right so they were hundreds of they wanted to sell uh, a certain amount and they missed that target by hundreds of thousands wow oh like <laughs> Oh. That's not a small number. That's, <laughs> that's not, not good. That's mad. Like, imagine you've just got a warehouse of Google Stadia's and you've got 100,000 plus consoles sitting there. And you're like, hmm, why is no one buying this? And meanwhile, oh the PlayStation 5s and the Xboxes are sold out <laughs> and you can't sitting, get them anywhere.
1: Sitting in these empty warehouses like, no, if only we could fill these with PlayStation 5s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awful. Um, so that was the first bit. The second bit is... Uh, they, you talked about their whole marketing scheme. And they tried to take on Microsoft and Sony straight off the bat. They didn't start small, which they probably should have done. They thought they were going to come out big guns and become the third big competitor pretty mm. much, like, overnight. And as we know, that didn't quite happen. Like, <laughs> I just the arrogance of Google we're going to release this console, we're going to become, you know, the big fur dog straight away, as opposed to, you know, and and what happened, they're not even as big as Nintendo. All right, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) Um, And then the third bit we've got is, um, so I didn't even know this, but basically Google um, Stadia, to get, developers to get developers to get their games on their platforms they paid them huge sums of money like uh, like just just to get the games on the platform mm-hmm. so 20 million dollars to ubisoft just for the division and assassins creed series games
1: oh my god wow. 20
0: million dollars this is this is this is just to get
1: them on the service ubisoft they're just laughing <laughs> yeah
0: and then do you know what's even more <laughs> crazy they then still give the developers a chunk of the sales as well. Wow. So 20 million to get that. And then uh, you still get a chunk of the sales. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy. Like the, I just don't understand. I mean, they talked about this. It wasn't just this company. It was reportedly tens of millions of dollars, like per developer, like to rockstar to, to Ubisoft, Uh, it's just astronaut they spent you know hundreds of millions on all these developers and like what did the developers not want their stuff on google stadia or did the developers just see a loophole and google was stupid and just thought oh yeah oh yeah we'll have to just just pay them to to get to get the games on like i know they're a new platform and there is probably a certain element of incentive to get the developers to go to your platform um And and I I suppose obviously they have to make their games work and run on your platform, so there is an element of monetary sort of investment there, right? Yeah. Um, but twenty million for Division and Assassin's Creed, like I mean, I know there's been a lot of Assassin's Creed games, but come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you, if you guys got anything to add or say to this, like.
1: No, it's just lucky developers. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> getting, mean I'm getting anything, 20 mil. No one no one would have bought that on Stadia, let's be honest. They're not uh, they, they wouldn't have got anything. That's a free 20 mil right
0: there. I'm glad Ubisoft got some money out of Google stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, hopefully this goes back into like Assassin's Creed as opposed to going on someone's yacht. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so that's that's pretty much it on Google Stadia. And the other thing was we had the CEO come out and talk about the failures, and he said he thinks a lot of it stems from the fact that he isn't a gamer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he says it like such a like old geezer, like ah, oh, I think the problem is I'm not a gamer. So I think I, don't I think he's young though as well. I,
0: I think he's like he's I mean not young, you know, he's in his like forties, but that's not old.
1: Um. Oh no, by by no means. And but, I, I don't understand the old gamers.
0: <laughs> but it's just like, why would you set up a games
1: division? Yeah, exactly. Without make it your business to know
0: or, or recruit, Become, like, a gamer. big people in the gaming world. Like look at Microsoft and be like, Oh, let's grab someone from here and offer them a bigger contract or like, like, I mean, I know they did that to a certain extent, but it just sounds like they got experts, didn't listen to the experts, and then put idiots in charge
1: who were just like, oh, we'll just do this. They probably put businessmen in charge.
0: Yeah, not idiots. Not
1: people that, you know, actually understand the games industry.
0: Probably people who've done well for themselves. But yeah, Yeah. like Bradley says, they have no understanding of the industry. And it just, it just, all of this just shows. Like, it's mind boggling. Again, they just fall we're going to release. We're going to be huge because of our name, and we're going to chuck money at it, and it'll be fine. And below and high, you know, uh, look at it. Look what happened. That did not work. You've just thrown money into a black pit, basically. And Google Stadia is the laughing stock of the internet and this podcast.
2: <laughs> I love how you had to add on yeah and this podcast and this podcast.
0: I mean, it is because because you know I I still am optimistic for Amazon's gaming division. I think there's a lot of potential there. We talked about it before. But mm-hmm. Google, just, just, just get out. Just leave. Yeah. Give up at this point. <laughs> you've cancelled all your exclusives. And you've just spent money on games that aren't even making you any money. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, awful. Well, unless you guys have anything else to add, that is it for my news this week.
2: Yeah, no, that's all good by me. Um, so I'm going to move on to my news for this week. And basically, I'm going to start with the the sad piece of news and then go on to positives from there. So um, we talked recently, actually, uh, but even maybe last episode about E3 um, and about how it was looking to happen for 2021. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's now been cancelled. Um, simple as that. I like that. So, C- yeah, C- cut straight to the point. Cut straight to the point. So they've decided that for the second year in a row they are going to cancel the event. Um, there's no, there's no news so far to say whether or not this will be replaced with any sort of online event like uh, Ubisoft Forward and things like that. Um, but on a grander scheme, um, however, there's a there's a really good point surfaced here that basically the people the runners of e3 are going to have to step up and do something sooner rather than later because if they keep cancelling their shows and these events year by year obviously granted things might get better by the time next year's one comes around however there's always the chance that someone else is going to take that that spot there's obviously mm. currently a gap in this this in the market industry. yeah and they they could easily swoop in and you know nab that with an idea of their own or an event of their own that kind of maybe follows the same sort of principle but in a different way or or however they want to go about it and um yeah it's it's, i think they should at the very least if they're cancelling this year again there should definitely at least be an online event do you agree yeah
0: yeah Uh, you're mad not to right i mean uh, maybe they're not set up for it but they have to try
2: yeah, you. Go, I mean, like you say, it doesn't. No one's expecting this thing to be like you know anywhere near as amazing as it would be to go to E3 and experience it firsthand. But you know, in the time that we're living in, it's not like it's not possible. So you know, there must be ways, even if even if the first one is rough and it's small or, or on a smaller mm. scale, at least do something instead of just saying, "Oh, E3's cancelled again this year. We'll, we'll we'll sure we'll be back next year." It just kind of. It just disappoints everyone, but then on top of disappoints just leaves this massive gap open for someone else to go. Well, don't worry because we're going to make E four, um, and then <laughs> our first ever E four event, um, or like or like wait, uh, e, F Games in the alphabet, now. so like F three or does uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. But do you know what I mean? So Elden
0: Ring, the announcement yeah. show, yeah. <laughs>
2: but yeah so uh, it's not really too much to say on that one it's just obviously disappointing for all the people who were looking to go to E3 this year obviously mm-hmm. it would have been nice to have started off freedom returning to freedom again with an <laughs> E3 event um, <laughs> I don't know why I just imagined like some nerds freedom yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> could never take our freedom they'll never take
0: um, our games
2: uh, but yeah so it would have been nice but um, it's not happening so there's your sad news because there's not really anything we can do about it so no. uh, we'll see if anyone one does a uh, wink wink maybe step us in. look to uh, step up and take a uh, oh yeah
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean big, you know get the big guns yeah. out
0: the, the problem i i think a microsoft executives talked about this as well is the the companies were, were happy to fill in the gap and do yeah. their own thing mm-hmm. yeah. so someone could swoop in and it only takes one year for them to yeah. swoop in do this yeah. phenomenal virtual event
2: and then, and then everyone goes you know
0: what yeah. guys not too bothered anymore no. these guys, and then these guys are like and also when the world opens back up we're gonna hold big conventions as well even better than e3 and then e3 you're just like oh okay <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> yeah so no please <laughs> don't do that <laughs> so so they need they need to not hold their head in their hands and yeah. do something take in initiative
2: exactly, exactly um so yeah uh that was all there really is to say about that one but obviously um some sad news for anyone who was excited about e3 um, me included anyway um so moving on to some more positive news um these are both gaming related uh first and foremost i'd like to talk about a, a new title under the name of aliens fire team um this to me it looks great i'm not sure if uh bradley do you know anything about it or not
1: I've heard there was a new Aliens game, but that yeah. was it. So, <laughs> It's a so, co-op game, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it so is, the game is yeah. it's, it's, uh, a, a squad based game. Um, right, okay. Third person, uh, and it's essentially like, um, you know, a fight for your life kind of Action, scenario. horror, survival, Action shooter. hybrid. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks a lot like, from a third person's point of view, it looks... I would say just from the like, initial trailers and the shooting mechanics and stuff, I get a kind of Gears of War kind of vibe yeah. off of the shooting. I, I, and the... I,
0: I got Gears of War and Spec Ops Align.
2: Yes, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that sort of, that's the sort of vibe that it gives off. Um, but it's really cool because, obviously, when you're taking on a title like Alien um, or Predator or anything like that, you kind of have, obviously, quite a lot to live up to. And this game looks like it really captures that mm very well um considering it's kind of like a chaotic shooter survival like a um, mess of a game like a hot mess really <laughs> a hybrid um, yeah but but it looks like they really create this really intense environment and mm. like these chaotic scenarios with varied um, scenarios as well which yeah really cool. and, and and there's like i can just imagine already playing this with friends and how fun and being this game's gonna be yeah and just like but the like screaming. you know when you but you know when you're playing with friends in a game like that and it becomes almost to the point of so stressful in that and funny things are happening to the point that it, you just can't it's like uncontrollable laughter yeah you're yeah panic, <laughs> you're panic shooting and you're just and like you're one of your like one of your friends go like gets attacked or whatever and the screams start and the girly screams come out and everything And i just think that's great like any game that kind of creates that um mm. would be would be really cool so um the game, little things that we know. Um, there's going to be different types of xenomorph. Are they xenomorphs? Are they xenomorphs, them? yeah. Xenomorph, yeah. Um, that can go through. Because everyone uh, always goes the aliens. Uh, yeah, the, and aliens. the xenomorphs. Yeah. Um, and also, that the game will feature different encounters. So it could be completely different for different squads. Um, so, like, you can have different experiences in the game, uh, mm. which is really cool because obviously so, it makes the game a lot yeah, more varied.
0: They, they but... sort of talk about how you could enter a room and be swarmed by like a huge horde and mm. you have this guns blazing, crazy experience. Battle, yeah. But then you could walk into the next room. And one of the bigger aliens is hunting you through the vents and like trying to pick you off one by one. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's randomly generated and you never know what's going to happen. So are you going to be running for your lives from a predator or are you going to be holding out against a wave? Like it just sounds really fun and every playthrough is going to be different, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. And there's... I think they said 16 different types of Xenomorphs Mm -hmm. and they will have an evolutionary process. So they will evolve. So they'll start off as face huggers and Mm -hmm. then go from there. Um, And then there's 30 guns with 70 modifications.
2: That's really cool.
0: uh, Yeah. Flamethrowers, all the fun stuff you see from the movies and all that plasma guns, crazy stuff.
2: Yeah, so obviously, again, not too much to say on that, but um, it's definitely something that I'm interested in. Yeah. and uh, I mean, we'll definitely Brad...
0: be playing it, won't we? Yeah, yeah, and it's got. We'll try be a... and get Brad Bradley on, on it. Game. Yeah, it's got cross play. Let's play. Yeah, let's hope it's got cross play. Yeah, it's on uh, everything, so hopefully it does. Mm-hmm.
2: Hopefully, um, but yeah, so moving on to my final bit of news uh, for the day, which is to do with the game we spoke about. Not once, not twice, but quite a few times on the podcast before. Um, Doom Eternal, Chris's favorite audio from a game ever. Mm. Sounds oh, like, yeah. It's just a <laughs> uh,
0: metal death baby, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Um, so this is actually really incredible. Uh, the game has been out. Uh, so in nine months, Doom Eternal has made $450 million. Um, I mean, there was no doubt about the fact that the game was great. Uh, that mm-hmm. we've, we've kind of established that and a lot you know, of people
0: thought before they released the sales figures though, that this was maybe a niche success
2: yeah uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> evidently not evidently not but this is the thing and the thing that you've got to take into account when you look at these figures as well is that they've done this without microtransactions obviously unlike most games out there or a lot of games out there now um and it's kind of like a big shout out though to the the people that you know, just focus on making these great games and putting, you know, all their, their love and soul and passion into making a great story game. Um,
1: yeah.
2: And it shows you what what happens when you do that. Um, mm-hmm. It pays off. And yeah, I just think, I mean, we all knew it. We all knew it was a good game. Not one of us said we didn't like Doom, but. Um, 450 million is still a very big number
0: <laughs> That's an astounding number like yeah. Especially considering there's no microtransactions And exactly. in just nine months
2: Yeah, this is what I mean It's not even
1: a, not even a long time So um, We all yeah. contributed to that Yeah, <laughs> we
0: did Yeah, and I'm
1: proud too. Yeah. I'm proud to be a part of that statistic
0: I, I mean, yeah. I'm just Because I, I know a lot of people said When the Bethesda <laughs> acquisition happened Oh, maybe it's because a lot of Bethesda's And, you know, ZeniMax's uh, games have underperformed and a lot of people said, oh, maybe even Doom Eternal underperformed. Well, no, it
2: didn't. <laughs> it made,
0: made Zenny Max a lot of money.
2: But yeah. Um, anyone got any last sort of points to add on to no, that? No, I is... just,
0: I, it made me think, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom about the gaming industry.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <but> doom, <laughs> that's all you did there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even mean to do that,
0: <laughs> but... but I think of so many modern successes in my brain from just single player games, like straight away, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, Doom, um, Jedi, Fallen Order. Yeah, even The Last of Us 2, even though that's Mm -hmm. divisive, Divisive, still made tons of money. Uh, And they're all single player games that just focus and have a passion about what they're doing. And and they made money.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly that preach it chris preach it to, <laughs> to the <laughs> world um uh, but yeah so that's me uh, and my news done for this week's episode so bradley
1: okay so um for this for this week the first piece of news i have for everyone is of course a corporate beef so we are taking it back one, one, once more to the epic versus apple case um because we will never ever see the end of this Mm. case. I love
0: how you're like obligated to do it every time. I am. Even if I don't.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Even if I'm not interested, it's like, got to talk about Epic versus Apple. Yeah. Well, some, you know, there might be one or two listeners. (laughs) (laughs) who Where's the, where's the update? (laughs) That are like, I wonder how the Epic versus Apple case is going. And I'm (laughs) like, well, got to bring it to them. Um, um, so the people Bradley. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there's (laughs) not actually a lot to, to say this week. Um, but you know it's quite short but it's quite impactful apple has actually compared um, their monopoly um, and platform dominance to that of valves Um, and if if you don't know who valve are they're a company that made you know portal half-life left for dead but they're actually the company that owns steam Um, so they're basically saying that well if you're having a go at us take a look at steam and i don't really think legally this is fair to kind of Say, well, like,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. They're, to be like, <laughs> oh,
1: but he did it first. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's, it's so childish. like a, a playground
2: thing, isn't it? Like, you know, oh, yeah, well, well if you want to... It's like people who can't take, take responsibility <laughs> for their actions, so they just go, oh, well, you, you know, look what he's doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm copying him. But it's also like you don't buy a computer and you don't have Steam installed on the computer straight away. No. You get a computer and then you can choose to get Microsoft. You can choose yeah. to get Steam. You can choose yeah. to get the Epic Launcher. And it's like, one, it doesn't come pre-installed. And two, there are other options. Like, mm-hmm. if you have an iPhone, you have to get the App Store. You can't download the Google Store. You can't download
1: the <laughs> Android Store. Like, yeah, they yeah. brought it into a case where the opponent is Epic. You know, another yeah. s- online store at this point. <laughs> yeah (laughs) it's just kind of you know
0: and you know gamers have the option between who they go to steam or epic you don't have the option on the apple store like it's just Mm -hmm. it's just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping something like sticks sticks Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and it's just because steam's huge but like if you examine it for more than five minutes it just doesn't hold up in my eyes
1: no and and that's part of the problem is it is going to be examined um So Steam has actually been pulled into this kind of legal debate um, and they've actually had to uh, kind of, you know, legally hand over the last four years of their sales data, um, which reportedly um, Apple wanted six. So Apple's like, no, get them, get them. (laughs) Ask them for everything they've got. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they, they compromised at four. And, you know, I, I still don't understand how this is relevant to the Epic versus Apple case, but clearly the court wants to investigate. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of a weird, kind of, you know, little update for, for the Epic versus Apple mm. um, case. And on a side note, um, we mentioned that they were actually uh, attempting to go through the UK courts, um, but the UK court has now blocked... Um, epic from <laughs> contesting Apple's Fortnite ban in the UK, um, and the r- main reason for being this is because it's you know deemed as a non-United Kingdom um, legal issue because both are American uh, American-based companies, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. I was kind of hoping that the UK would step up and be like, "Yeah, Apple, screw you," but. <laughs> and they were it's just like, nah. They're just like, oh, I don't want to part this. This. Like, I've, I've seen how long and messy this <laughs> is. I'll just move. I'll move on. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was your short corporate hmm. beef for the week. Yeah. Um. So moving on, we had um one announcement and on one leak. So I think first I'll take you through the announcement. So um, we recently had Pokemon Day. Um, did you celebrate Pokemon Day? I, I didn't did know it was a thing. You didn't know. Oh, so on the, I, I like didn't...
0: Pokemon, but to be honest, I'm not I'm not that invested, Bradley.
1: On the 27th of February, the um you know first Pokemon Red and Blue released. So it's the uh, oh really? Yeah, so oh. they they count it. as I mean, their I, I did get that. So they they call it Pokemon Day, um, and it was actually the 25th anniversary. So it's quite a little special one. Um, I think I had Blue and Dan had Red.
0: Oh.
2: Um sorry just quickly did you know did i tell you about zach's new hobby
1: <laughs> no
2: zach's decided he originally decided that he was going to stop spending money pointlessly on things in games and stuff like that because he's going to start collecting pokemon um and he what, researched for hours yeah yeah and he researched oh, hours and hours of into pokemon yeah. uh, you can get a lot of money off them but you however get old cards would you like to know he, this this was a hobby to help him stop spending money pointlessly would you like to know oh, in the last that is week?
1: a money sink would you like to know in the last week how much money he has spent on Pokemon cards how much he has spent at well in one go
2: and he's done it several times but in one shop trip he has spent he spent 130 pound um, and then since then he that has spent at least me. another hundred. Um, so I would say close to three hundred pound in the last. Oh, I
1: hope he's doing it the like smart way and getting like booster boxes and things like that. Uh, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't know enough. Is to, he going to for like? Me, but, but I'll I just... talk. Tell him to talk to me yeah, about it. Yeah, I feel I, like I'm worried he's going to be just like buying into the i don't yeah, know just speak about it but anyway i just wanted
2: to tell you because you know zach and you find it funny because he said he was gonna do oh, this to stop spending money pointlessly and now he's spending money pointlessly so um, yeah carry I mean, on zach is nothing Very
0: but quiet. endlessly entertaining
1: yeah he is great uh so, great you know, for the podcast as well so yeah on on pokemon day they had um oh, it's actually the day before pokemon day for some reason they decided to do some announcements um also did you know they they got a. Uh, an artist in to, to perform a virtual concert for Pokemon. Night. Do you want to know who they picked? So, yeah. Post, post Malone. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I, I didn't see the actual thing, but I saw him. Was it. And I was just like, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Post Malone. So I didn't, you know, really bother watching. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, who, you know, Pokemon is sitting there going, what goes well with Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> post Malone. Post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just like, it doesn't scream the kind of, family friendly face that i would i would put with pokemon but anyway um so they actually announced um a game called pokemon legends um arceus so arceus if you don't know being like the god of the pokemon which is you know quite intense but um
2: quite intense yeah cuz like
1: every year they obviously they have to release these like amazing legendaries and then in the fourth generation they were just like right let's just make pokemon god <laughs> and it was like oh that's a lot. Like, you can't top that at that point. Um, but yeah, so it's it's basically kind of everything that I had, you know, after playing um, Sword and Shield, I was like, I would love, an a, you know, an actual open world Pokemon um, mm-hmm. where it's more of an RPG than it is, you know, the way that conventional Pokemon games have been running. And it kind of looks to be like that. Um, and like, as soon as they start, you know, kind of, they start showing the trailer, I instantly got that feeling just like, wow, this is a big world. Um, and it's not a case of mm. like you know, it's it's very yeah. static and it's bizarrely what fights. you
0: advocated for, Bradley as well.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's it like kind of met everything that I was looking for. I'm starting um, to think you can like you have like a gift. influence.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I I should, like a gif. Like a psionic yeah, influence. Yeah. It's like yeah. he talks on the podcast <laughs> and the radio <laughs> it really waves like go out. Happening. Yeah it's
1: weird yeah and it's what i wanted and the only issue i have with it is that it looks kind of um shallow it looks very empty and very Mm. very kind of like you know like an empty glass face (laughs) 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 You just see right through it (laughs) it it seems to have taken a lot of inspiration from things like breath of the wild um i instantly said that was like it looks very much like slightly worse (laughs) breath of the wild um and that that was one of the things that got me is that the graphics are still kind of lacking um obviously it is in development so hopefully that can kind of be, clear, be cleared up but as i said it just looks very shallow so it, you know you have this massive open world um but at the same time it doesn't look like there's much in it and yeah that kind of is upsetting because you'd think these pokemon worlds would be so vibrant and so like you know full of life diverse yeah but you like you see the trailer and there's like you know massive fields and like a pokemon in it <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh okay big <laughs> open like, space and pokemon just just slapped in the middle copy pasted you know um but yeah hopefully you know it's in development as i said and hopefully we can get this amazing game that i asked for um by the end of it. it is set in a kind of uh a feudal japan mm. so kind of you know they're going back to the which is um, so
0: cool because i don't think they've ever they've ever gone into like a a a that's the no, time yeah. period. They've, they they've
1: done it in like the anime and the um the films but they haven't done it in any of the games at least not from my knowledge. Again, I am you know new to Pokemon so it's like mm. it's, it, I could be completely wrong, but at the same time I at first I was very much like this looks awful and now I'm kind <laughs> of like warming. Um, yeah, and they also announced um a remake of, of Gen 4. Um, which was funny enough, you know, because they'd obviously planned that the the gen that has Arceus in it um, is, is being remade. It's kind of, you know, getting a really fresh graphical overhaul. So it is kind of like a full remake mm. um, in a way. Where they're going from like pixel art um, to, you know, like actual graphics, <laughs> like 3D <laughs> graphics. Um, and... Again, I was instantly like, oh, I don't care about this. It looks looks awful because it still looked the exact same. You know, it's this top-down, like, JRPG-type um, game. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm going to get it. <laughs> I'm so going to mm. get it, and I'm going to Sometimes
0: love it. Um, you can be surprised how detailed top-down JRPGs
1: can be. I know, and that's the thing is I always judge it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing I do because I love, I love RPGs, and if you love RPGs, you'll probably love JRPGs. Mm-hmm. um And, you know, I've recently been playing, to do a quick aside, Pillars of Eternity. And okay. I really, really enjoy it. And I looked at it for ages and I kept going, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And I kept seeing people I liked saying it's one of the best RPGs of recent times. And I've got into it and I'm absolutely addicted. I i mean, I haven't played it for two weeks, but that's just because I haven't been playing video games. But, <laughs> um, it when I, when I get some time, hopefully on Saturday, I'm gonna dive back into
1: it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my last piece of news, it was you know the leak, the you know the water is flowing, and that is for my most anticipated game, as we determined before, Elden Ring. Um, so we actually got a a, a proper leak. Um, essentially, it was someone recording their their monitor with a. Um, internal trailer for the game and it has copyrights all over it it's like a really bad recording you know and <laughs> to be fair it could in all honesty be fake it's <laughs> what i was thinking um but it just looks it looks pretty legit to, right? exactly it looks like someone would have gone it's far too from software oh yeah definitely like but the, that's what i mean if, if someone fake, was trying someone's like to...
0: copied their aesthetic like perfectly
1: yeah no but that's what i mean if someone was trying to forge it then they've done like they've done an amazing job <laughs> at forging it um, mm. because it does. It looks so from software. The voice acting is so you know dark soulsy. It's very kind of hollow and and kind of echoey. And it, it, they you know have that awkward laugh that all of the characters <laughs> kind of have. Um, but yeah, it it, it does look um, in my opinion so good. And like we're watching it in like 480p as I said through someone else's monitor through. Um, all the copyright, uh, watermark. Sorry, all over the video, and even then, good. I was sitting there. I was, yeah, and I was like, "Wow, I really w- you just want to play this game." Mm. Um, and like, there's so many little things in it that, y- you know, you can just see and and as a from software, like as a Dark Souls fan, you're like, "No way!" It's like um, horse riding. You'd never think of being able to ride a horse in, in mm. Dark Souls. Um, and I thought the horse riding looked really good as well. But yeah. apparently, you've put that some people think it looked janky. See, I don't yeah, really like A lot of people opinions. have said,
0: I've seen a lot of online opinion, and it said, like, um, oh, why is there an next gen from software game and the horse looks like a PS2 game? That was yeah. like a lot of the well, sentiment. I mean, and I was like, well, you know, I think the animation and everything, I think
2: the impression Chris just did sums up the kind of people who think
1: that I, I sounds <laughs> I mean, mean, know, a bit, <laughs>
0: not, ev- not, not everything has to be this and not everything should be this again it's internal, same. So
1: it's like, you know, this is still in, work in progress. Yeah, like this looks fine. It's no less too. janky
0: than Skyrim. Like what, what else do you want?
1: Again, yeah, it's a bonus, you know, coming from Dark Souls, a horse is a bonus. And there was mounted combat by the looks mm-hmm. of things. You can like, you know, swing yeah. your weapons and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the bit that got me was the jump. It's <laughs> a point where he literally just <laughs> he jumps a tiny advantage. little jump. Yeah, but it's a static jump and you cannot static jump in the game. You have to do really awkward running jumps in Dark Souls um, that like really, really don't take you far and are useless. And you
0: usually fall to your death yeah so seeing a static jump
1: i was like yes (laughs) we're gonna be able to actually get over Mm. things but yeah there were so many cool things in the trailer like the actual um you know this big dragon and it's like fire the the voiceover was great so cool um
0: you know i mean um none of this is substantiated but from the leaker there was also a bit of information and they said you know this one's got a way heavier focus on like an in-depth storyline mm-hmm. and that makes sense with George R. R. Martin which you've talked about before Bradley being on yeah. board um, and also you know they've talked about how this is high fantasy as opposed to the gothic dark fantasy that which you I'm have. fine with I think yeah, that's cool. But it should be different. It shouldn't just yeah, be exactly. another gothic fantasy. And it's still got gothic elements. You had the bit where there was like that big thing being pulled by those two gothic. I love those.
1: They were so cool. Mm. There's just there's just these two giants with like. I don't even know what to call it like,
0: with like these chains and they were pulling yeah, but it was the fact life. that they
1: were actually the chains were going through them weren't they yeah. it was like this this horrible kind of sharp device. very
0: very dark souls wasn't it that bit oh god yeah it was, um,
1: it was so cool though mm. I just I'd love you know to be on the ground looking up at these giant you know monstrosities pulling this mm. thing but and like, yeah. like I say I know you've been on this hype
0: train for a while and I know mm-hmm. I've wanted to play uh, Sekiro um I probably said that wrong but no, no that's fine uh, oh is it right huh? yeah um <laughs> and i, I you know i haven't been on this hype train but after that and, and you know you say potentially could be, still be fake i don't think it is um but after seeing that and knowing one it's high fantasy uh free they've talked about how it's kind of the love child of dark souls bloodborne and Sekiro. Oh. so they've sort of talked about how its combat is fast paced well the leaker said the combat is fast paced Inspired heavily by Bloodborne, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the aesthetic and a lot of the world is a high fantasy take on kind of Dark Souls, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's got stealth optional gameplay in the vein of Um, Techiro. Techiro, um yeah. while also having an, an a Skyrim-esque open world. Oh. It's just, yeah, because that's like, the thing. It's this like... is a, this is and George R. R. Martin's writing it. This is epic. This is it so is. cool
1: yeah and it is weird because you think, and none of the games really have an open world they they have much more of a metroidvania kind of you know you, you go through open, a level yeah yeah, and you open different you know it's all interconnected and it is technically open, but it's not an open world when I think of an open world um you know where it's literally open and you can kind of cut across planes and things there's none of that mm. it's very kind of dungeony um all of their games, so it would be cool to see that um that kind of way of doing it but yeah i mean like i said the even the link the leak has me kind of like hyped and it might be fake (laughs) (laughs) i'd really doubt it's fake but i think um i think it's real and i don't really understand why people are like oh the horse looks janky when it's literally a really early leak yeah i have one final question yeah where can you find this footage is it just? I, well? yeah,
0: I will send you the link because there's, for... there's a load of fake. There's a load of fake ones, uh, which is something like I was going to I was gonna add. There's been like four additional videos, but like the the leaker, like and some others have come out and gone, no, 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 don't trust this. This isn't right. And it was basically like unsubstantiated like, substantiated footage of like even an indie game or an old game, and it was just basically like a targeted attack to try and make Elden Ring look really bad.
1: Oh, okay. And I'm like,
0: I, wh- how, wh- Why? Like, even if it's maybe you have a vendetta because you
1: hate Dark Souls, like, just Just, get a line. Yeah, exactly. It's just petty. I also want to know if the leaker still works, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it depends if they
0: find him, though, right?
1: They're like, like, this is definitely
2: your desk, Steve. He's like, it's not my desk. They're like, Steve, (laughs) this is... He's
1: got, like, the monitor (laughs) in it. You're like, he's like, Steve, you're the only one with a Samsung monitor in his office. (laughs) He's... he's, (laughs) <laughs> Steve, so I think he's in the corner. <laughs>
0: but but it is also there is um which we didn't talk about this week. But uh we know that Sony or well, it's, it's not it's not an exclusive, is it? Elden Ring?
1: Um, no, I don't believe so.
0: No, but uh, better I mean, not be. Maybe they had um support teams, and yeah. it's it's possible this guy could have been from a support team, brought into work on it. Found this and just couldn't resist, like because it happens a lot. This is they talk about how a lot of a lot of leaks come from these support guys who come in and then like oh, and then you know I couldn't let the world
1: see. I, I would, I'd just be too, you know. You don't want to, you, yeah. But you don't. You don't want to, you know. I think annoy if it was the people me, if it was me
2: <laughs> like if it was me, I think I would take. I think I would be so excited about it if I was like one of the first people to have see a video. It. Just, I think you. I would take a video, but I think I would only like show like friends and stuff. Like, yeah, itself. like don't send it across the internet. Yeah, yeah, send it across yeah. the internet, yeah. Because like, it to a friend well. and then and then no, yeah. don't send it to a friend. Maybe friend, that's what then, happens. No,
1: just maybe. show them in person oh i was gonna say no maybe gun- the friend then shotgunned yeah. it on the internet shotgunned it to the internet yeah. <laughs> but yeah but yeah go, go check it out or don't you know be be a good person or do. don't look at the league. i
0: mean to be honest it's uh, it's on so many websites online um so and i'm pretty yeah. sure on youtube just sneakily do it so
1: from software don't know you're looking at the leak. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a good person <laughs> but yeah that is all for my news this week um so, are we ready to move on? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go straight into yours? So, moving on to um, our review section, as always. So, for this week, um, my review can you guess what my review will be? I knew what it was uh... anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. I haven't because I, I haven't been playing um, Xbox.
2: I haven't been I haven't been spying on you, Bradley. So I don't. I still I still
1: find that so weird that you can spy me from Xbox because oh, I, I don't I have do. the I, Xbox I have, app open.
2: Out of habit, now I check every time I load up
1: my. I Xbox. literally don't know where my PC is. Like, I'm just going to start dropping you messages. Like, are you enjoying that? I think it's literally just because my PC is on the same Microsoft account. Yeah. So I think it's like I know. And yeah. I'm like, I know what you're doing. Leave me, Bill. Leave me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But, but yeah, so go on, Bradley. Tell us what your review. So my
1: review this week, um, you know, following on from my Neo review, will be in fact Neo Two. <laughs> <laughs> this is Big shot there. Um, well, you know, it's 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 a good it's good to kind of do them sequentially. You know, compare the sequel compare, to, yeah, to us, the uh, to the original game. So I will start off by saying I absolutely adore this game, like insanely. Um, it's Basically when I was playing through Neo One, there was a lot of things that really annoyed me and really frustrated me. And I, I was just constantly like I think Neo two will fix this. And I had such hope and I was like, I think Neo two will fix this that I really don't like. And then I got to Neo two and I was like none of
0: the problems were fixed.
1: <laughs> I was <laughs> like, but I still loved it. There were even more problems. <laughs> and it was. It, it it's it's a game that like it took everything I loved about the first one. And just improved it, and was like, right, you don't have to worry too much about insta kills anymore. They will happen, but there'll be a lot, you know, more fairness to the fights. It won't be a case of, whoa, you messed up once in a 10-minute fight. That's it. Back to the beginning. There's there's so much more opportunity for you to actually have the fight, and you know, to to back away and heal and things. Mm-hmm. And and that was like my number one was when I was getting grabbed and I wasn't insta killed every time. I was like, okay, yes, this nice is this. just it's just like. You don't learn if you just constantly get mugged yeah, off by the same kill. thing. And yeah. like <laughs> my whole thing is I love learning these games. But um, yeah, they, they did so many little changes. The the game, although it's done in the same engine, looks better in my opinion. The kind of, you know, the, the UI looks better. It's a lot. I said the first thing I said when I loaded up the game was it just looks cleaner. Mm. You know that feeling you get when you just you're like, oh, it just yeah. looks more chic, yeah. more clean, more which is cheap, nice, polished yeah sometimes exactly. like you load up a sequel and you're like oh the ui is not as good and yeah kind of hard whereas i was like oh yes and it's just so many quality of life changes like they've reworked um the actual skill trees like the way they look they they had a really ugly look in the first one and now they're a lot you know more intuitive and much more rpg-esque with like the kind of trees laid out um in a way and that again just quality of life is just so nice because it, you can actually kind of go through your skills rather than having this really ugly list. Um, but there's so many little things I could just talk about. i like, oh, I like this and I like this and I like this, but I think overall, I like I would like to do kind of the comparison would just be, I, it takes everything that I did like and adds to it, and just you know builds this this mm. game that I absolutely love. This time you make um, your own character. So before oh, cool. you played as William, I you know I told you about. Yeah, him, you about his him. First kind of Englishman to uh, to actually go to Japan. You know he's a real life figure. This time you make your own character and. I spent about an hour in the character creator. Oh, and I, love I thought you also I'm, said you weren't a big
0: character creator. I'm not, I? but I this that. is
1: the best character creation I've ever seen. Um, wow. Which I don't normally, like I said, I don't normally spend time in it, but I made me. And I literally, I look at him and he, he's like slightly Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese <Bradley. laughs> but He's me. And I literally, I'm like, I, I gave him like, you know, a, a slightly big nose because I was like, I have a big schnozzer. <laughs> I was like, so I I was like, right, I'm going to put that up. I'm going to be honest. And at first, I was like, this guy's ugly. And I was like, (laughs) no, he's not. He's me and I love him. And now I absolutely adore this character just because. so there's a by the
2: sounds of it though, there's a lot of if you spent that much time there, there's a lot of option, a lot of choice. Mm. In my opinion. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean
0: I, my, my problem with character creators is I'm not, oh, I'm gonna make it look like me, and then I end up making it look like Dobby from Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like, how has this happened? <laughs> like, why do see, you like Dobby? What's going on? I'm
2: glad I'm glad you said though that there's a lot of option and stuff, and the fact that you spent so much time there is great because I really think if you're if you're a game who like a games company who is making a game that has character creation
1: mm-hmm.
2: it is important for the people like me who love customizable option oh, to yes. to actually have enough significant difference to not just like oh here's a couple of face presets you get like five choices and it's like yeah. oh and then you can just change you know the hair color and the hairstyle and then to be fair the one enough.
1: weak point is the hairstyles the hair? oh, there's really? there's not a huge mm. amount of hairstyles and i kind of i found one that fits mine but I know there'd be a lot of people that don't really find yeah. a style that fits them. And I don't know whether it's because they were trying to keep with styles you would find yeah, in 1600s that, Japan. That makes sense. Um, like, I
2: it'd be different if like you're in 1600s Japan with like a skin fade and like a like yeah, a slip, slip so back, you know?
1: That was like the one, but other than that, like I said, he, he is me and I've never had a character that looks more like me in a game. Um, That's cool. And I just, I love just that because I look at him and I'm like, I am in this game. <laughs> Like, even though you might look at him and go, That looks nothing like you. In my head, I'm to like you, it's you. Yeah. I'm like, I spent too long on this for you to tell me that, Jack. <laughs> but oh, that's really it's cool. it's it's so nice having that. Um I, as I said, I loved William as a character. Um and it is kind of sad because you don't get any sort of voice acting because you're, you know It's individual. Yeah. Y- yeah, it's individual. It's meant to be you, so obviously they wouldn't apply to the, you know, a voice to that. Um and so I respect that. Um, because it is very, you know, very you. so it, it, they can't really do that. Um, but in the first one, you, you know, you have these spirits, and one of the things I talked about was you can have this living weapon. Um, so you build up a gauge, and then your whole weapon gets enveloped with the spirit, and you, be, you know, your whole health bar and stamina bar goes into that weapon. Um, they changed it for this game. So the, in this game, you're actually um, part yokai. So if you remember the the monsters of Japanese mythology that I told you about, you are half yokai and you're called a shiftling. Um, Yeah, which
0: is what Keanu Reeves is in in, uh, 47 Ronin. Yes. Yes, yes, because he has
1: the powers. Yeah, Um, and it's such a cool dynamic for the game. Um, and it adds like so much to it in terms of, so you, you've kind of learned everything for the from the first game and then you've come to this one and you you, you get all these new things to learn. Um, and part of being um, a shiftling means that instead of getting a living weapon, um, you have a yokai form and there's three different forms and you get to turn into these forms like when your Amrita gauge is, is full and it's so epic just becoming this big hulking yokai. And mm. the three different forms have... Very different abilities as well. So, you've got like the kind of more ranged magey type, um, the very quick, nimble, like two daggers, um, and then this like a big brutish yokai, um, you know. Oh, that'd be me, the the big brute. Demons. Well, it's also a case of like they come dependent on your guardian spirit and then they have a bunch of attributes and things. So, there's a lot of kind of um, planning around what you want. um, And it just adds so much to the game. Um, There's also these new areas called kind of dark realm um and when you go into them you have to kind of cleanse it so you have to find either a big yokai or a crystal um and then it will actually cleanse it and it's kind of this but the actual getting into the dark realm is so i love the kind of transition it goes from this really bright vibrant world and then you literally walk through this kind of magical wall and it will ripple and then everything goes dark it becomes like grayscale Mm -hmm, and you get your yokai horns so even though you're Still in human form, you'll have your yokai horns. Oh wow! Um, and you actually get to customize the horns as well. <laughs> oh, so I have like yeah. these, are these like cool antlers? Because <laughs> I'm like, I love that kind of, you know, these flowing antlers. Yeah. And I mean, there's only like nine different horns, if that. But at the same time, you know, it's still quite a few. Mm. It, it makes it individual. I always
0: remember. I always think that's so cool. Like I always loved in Fable 2 and Mm -hmm. Fable 3 where if you were so evil and then you just turn red and these giant horns protrude out of your head like it was just
1: so cool Mm -hmm. so i i have done i finished the game now i finished the main game i haven't finished the dlc um and i have uh nearly done i was actually you know still still doing it i've nearly done all of the submissions as well and i probably have you know nearly a hundred hours at this point (laughs) in the game and i will keep playing it has such a longevity to it you just want to keep doing things you want to keep leveling up you want to keep getting new gear um and that's the thing you know they built it as a looter game and whereas dark souls you kind of you know you max out your weapon um i've been using the same weapons in dark souls you know through three playthroughs um (laughs) Whereas this is like, old new sword, you know, old new this, new that um, new piece of like, you know, headgear. And it's one of the reasons that I, I'm so upset it's the kind of game it is because Jack, you mm. would absolutely adore the customization yeah. throughout the whole game. I was like, I love this outfit. And you have like these like lovely flowing samurai robes mm-hmm. and like the armor underneath. And I was like, oh my God, uh, I was like uh, 50% of me enjoying the game sometimes is just the way i look <laughs> that's but that's such
0: that's such a cr- like a, a, a you know um, a credit to the customer the, the level of detail and you know mm-hmm. when a game has good customization it's just like the icing on the cake
1: oh definitely and it, it's one of these things because you can customize so you got like um legs arms um boots chest and head um, mm. and i always have the option for headpiece to be turned off <laughs> <laughs> I always want to see my lovely face. You just um, don't
0: believe, I, yeah. You're like my brother. I'm like Jesus Christ. Wear a helmet.
1: No, no, no. So you have you head. have the helmet, but you can turn the option yeah, off. So you, you, yeah, you still have like the in, um,
0: but, you, but you don't have the physical. In, yeah potentially yeah. <laughs> so it's just like an arrow
1: protruding out of his bald head and you're like and oh there's, no there's even the little details which was okay ca- uh, the case in one as well but it, it's made a return in this but that some um sets of armor because there's loads of sets and things um some sets if you wear both the legs and the uh, the chest you get like this extra layer of like a coat or like a robe and i just love that that for some reason just like the idea of of sometimes I don't like the robe. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to use different legs for this one. Yeah, sometimes that's I'm really like, cool. no, I want the robe. It looks damn cool. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And and even in the main menu, when you're in the main menu, you're sitting there by a tree with your weapon in the ground and your spirit next to you. And then when you click continue, you stand up, you pull your weapon out of the ground and your spirit like goes into you. And it's it's just this game has probably... Like I would say, the best art direction of any game I've played in recent oh, really? years. really? I absolutely love what they've done with Neo Two. Not only do the spirits, um, you know, look amazing from from the Neo One designs, they've added new spirits. Um, but it, it's all the the yokai kind of um, the way it works with you and your character oh like it's one of these things where like all my backgrounds are like neo 2 artwork now because it just looks so <laughs> phenomenal yeah, but
0: don't you do that every game bradley
1: i do that a lot but my phone <laughs> doesn't often i've only just changed my phone from hades to to neo oh, so I'm,
0: I'm surprised you didn't have any um death night on
1: there De hollow night on there oh uh, i tried to get something for my phone but it was all too dark and i was like no um but yeah, no, my my PC one does change with every game. To be fair, I had the Hollow Knight map as my background, so I could keep <laughs> tabbing back <laughs> back to the home screen. Um, um, but no, you, I mean Jack, you would love the artwork as well because it's all yeah. like um, he has like the sword down the middle of his face, and then he's half yokai, half samurai. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I know you do. So it's like this is why it's, it's such it's an up. upsetting thing for me knowing that you will never play this game because it's not no. you. But it's it's weird though. Percent, I did look at, well, after so your. You,
2: yeah after looking at you uh, after your first review of the first game i did actually look up the second game and i did have a look at some of it and i could see exactly what you mean straight away about what parts of it would interest me and stuff like that mm-hmm. but yeah it's not my sort of game unfortunately but yeah, but yeah. it's so sad
1: especially because there's like really good um, online as well um oh, really? So i really haven't actually yeah so you can do the whole game technically co-op um right but you have to summon each other so it's kind of awkward and um, it's the dark souls co So if you've ever done that it's, it's kind of awkward um, but once yeah. you've actually both finished the mission you can go in together and then it's like that's a cool. whole system where you actually share a pool of of like health and lives so that's cool so you know if one person actually dies you can res them um, but then your number of reses will will go down until you're down to the like the last death, right. and then obviously it's just down to you so it's i haven't actually played it but i do intend to and it's it's know something that really interests me well i wanted to get the full game done first but it's such a huge game (laughs) Mm. cool but yeah so i you know absolutely adore this (laughs) yeah it's it's everything neo 1 was but better in my opinion um which i don't think there's a you know a kind of argument on of online just that neo 2 isn't just better (laughs) in every way there's more weapons there's more to do um i mean i i'm surprised it's not um a, a bigger name in circulation that's exactly what i was thinking today because i was like when i was thinking about how much because i'd never heard of artwork. it before
0: before you sort of said yeah, it,
1: exactly and i was like how is this not up for nomination for any awards mm. like it it really baffles me because you look at its reviews as well nine out of ten on steam like people love this game yeah um, and it's just this thing that like i mean it, it even got a sequel mm. like you know it, yeah it is good it's just it has this really niche following, um, which I don't mind. It's just, I would love more people to play this game it's and just
2: experience it. Well, um, you've just said it, so it's going to happen.
1: It's going yeah. like no like, yeah. to happen, <laughs> <gonna be> <laughs> <Neo 3." laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. All of a sudden, they're going to get like They had no intention for Neo 3, but now they're going to be like, thanks to Mr. Edwards, we're going to be making Neo 3. Just in a little Japanese interview. Yeah, all of a sudden, the game's popularity it. surged. <laughs> Mm, Neo2 no. Neo sells 100,000 copies in 2 days. So
0: so there's someone who obviously I'm very interested in it. Um and sadly for me obviously this is a PlayStation only game that has moved PC. over to PC. Have PC. I do but I don't do it, I, Chris. I don't enjoy playing Chris, games You would, like that on you my would my love PC.
1: I reckon you'd love the story because it's this cool blend of yokai and kind of mythology mm. as well as kind of the yeah. developer's take on history. Mm. Um and it was really kind of freaky that um, as I started playing Netflix released a series called Age of the Samurai yes
2: which apparently oh, yeah, yeah. apparently is really oh, good I well. saw that yeah. it is yeah. so,
1: I so we actually it. we actually just finished watching Ooh, it and it, it is literally it's literally the period of neo 2 and i was like that's wow. insane i could know the,
2: the program on netflix i side, really side, liked it right. but
1: it was also a case of yeah. i'm so into neo 2 and i was like i know this character yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> like because they're literally in the game or you know almost all, all of the kind of big that's figures cool. that they talk about i
0: will be watching that on netflix
1: oh you'd love it yeah. chris it's, side side. Su- it's such a good side series thing. um Kind of, I'm not into documentaries, but I I think they did like the reenactments so well. Oh, to
0: be honest, Netflix have been knocking out the park with their they documentaries. Do. Yeah, there's okay. so many. I mean, I know I'm biased because I love all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but so there's so many Netflix. good ones on Netflix,
0: and they're yeah. so underrated. It's mad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah,
1: so that I, is already. it. I love Neo too. It's one of my favorite
0: so games. Uh, just quickly before we move on. Um, yeah, would you re- would you say because I, as I'm quite a purist uh, when I play video games. Would you say start with two or would you say no, definitely start with the first one and then go um,
1: into the second one? I don't know, because Neo two is actually it it runs all the way through. So it starts before Neo One and go, mm. ends after Neo One. Yeah. So My, it's kind of it's very, unless you want to play like the chronologically would be to play through most of yeah. Neo two yeah. near to the end and then stop and then play Neo One mm. and then uh, go back. Yeah. I think but, the problem would be
0: the fact that uh, it, it's less the story and more, I think, if I played the second one first and then went back to the you first one, to. I'd struggle with
1: the re- reversions in the improvements uh, yeah, not being no. there.
0: If that makes sense,
1: yeah, I think if you're go- if you want to commit to playing, but like a lot of you know, because it is a lot of time, mm. play both. Um, if you feel like you don't really want to commit much time, then I would, I'd just go straight to Neo 2 and and kind of enjoy that from there obviously there'll yeah. be a lot you you know you've missed especially if you were interested in the story i think on in terms of story they're both kind of on the same level i love playing as my own character but i also love william's story mm. um so it, it just depends on what you want if you want it for story then i'd recommend both if you want it for kind of the game itself i would recommend just playing two because one of the things that got me with one is because it is such like a big game both of them mm. um It was like, I'm investing into William, but I want to just start investing into my character that I know I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to play multiple playthroughs of because there's so much of an end game. He's
0: your Commander Shepard now.
1: Yeah, and like, it's because there's such an investment, um, so like I'm level like 130, there's 700 levels. Are you serious? Yeah, no, like as in your actual player level. So there's... Um, so in terms of missions, yeah yeah no yeah. I said, you oh yeah yeah no yeah <laughs> that's, yeah, that's insane. Well, no because that's what like the idea is that you play this like you know loads and loads yeah, of times yeah. like um, 20 playthroughs so like when you do get to that level it's you're not really getting any increases you're getting like very 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 minimal increases like 0.1 of a damage um <laughs> but are the same or you might be getting none it's 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 not a case of fallen
0: order where you go from a sort of stupid little force child oh no you do mad monster killer you do
1: but it just happens at a much earlier rate the the getting to that point is kind of superfluous you're kind of going beyond you know the leveling um especially because you kind of determine what, you know, what level you are against what um, difficulty you're at. So once you finish the game, instead of doing like a raw new game plus, like most Souls Likes do, um, you have the option to do a new game plus. But it's just like on the map. So you can constantly mm. go back to the old missions and keep replaying those. So you're never That's like cool. kind of locked into resetting the game. Um, and it's it, they do it in... Um, they call it the way of the, so it will be the, the first one is the way of the samurai, I think it is. And the second one is the way of the strong. And then it's like, it keeps going until you get to the the way of the Neo, which is like new game plus four or five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, I don't know whether I'll ever get to that because of how big these, you know, this game is, but um, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I was kind of like playing through one, like, I don't know whether I want to, you know, keep like, it was like such an investment. So I didn't do really any of the side missions in one. Um, because I just wanted to start playing Neo Two. In all honesty, whereas I've done every side mission in 2 mm. um, but I, I know you, you'd enjoy the yeah. story. I mean, I'd, it I'd it probably ends. end
0: up doing all side missions as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course you would. Oh. <laughs> so be ready if, <laughs> if you do. To be fair, it helps because then it obviously builds it levels your, you up, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing. I, I really think that if you, you know, if you do want to play, Anybody you anybody's worried about the difficulty, um, just look at online just summon people um it is so much easier with a companion mm. like there's a lot of missions most games. like ai companions um and you can literally just set off like as in the ai companions will just go and fight and you can just stand back and watch them and if you've got so, normally when <laughs> yeah, you summon you got people this. in any subs like if you summon someone um they're normally like really OP because they're like a hundred levels ahead. Yeah. It's like summoning like in. a
0: Daedra Lord yeah. in Skyrim when you're <laughs> yes. like level two and they're like level fifty.
1: Exactly. So if you are kind of worried about the difficulty, there will always be the option for that. So I would say if you're interested in this game, still go for it and then just, you know, try and do it on your own. And then if you can't, just summon. And there's loads of like AI summons in this one so that you can still get people even if there's no one online, um, which That's is true. really cool. Yeah. So I would say like, don't worry about the difficulty. Obviously, I'm sitting there like never summoned, <laughs> but...
0: Um, I mean, I'd probably like, I'd probably try to play it straight, and then I'd get end up getting so annoyed, I'd just cheese it with the summons. If I get, <laughs> I'd like, I'd try to play it legitimately, and then if we got to my tether's end, I'm like, that's it, I'm
1: cheesing you. Get, get to a half fight, like, you're going to 2v1 me? Well, I'll 3v1 you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm just ranting about Neo because I'm just obsessed. No, it sounds great. Me I, at work it it's just like, great. It's, Neo it's, it's, it's been.
0: A- <laughs> it's been added to my um playstation shortlist i would I've got love a huge list of someone to play cool. when i get a playstation stuff i want to play and that's mm. skyrocketed right up the top of my list oh thank
1: god
2: hmm. i love when i love that feeling when you feel like that about a game like it's great isn't it
1: Oh, i'm i'm just in love with it and do you <laughs> know like, what? can i get another poster <laughs> and do you and do you know what right
2: i'm glad you, that you did this review um before that i've done this review because um are you is there anything else you want to add before no I no your...
1: i've already talked too much right so i'm
2: glad you've <laughs> i'm glad you said this you have this feeling about your review because i have been sitting here getting excited in about To talk about my review um Mm -hmm. because the way you feel about yours is exactly how this game made me feel about about mine Mm -hmm. so i'm talking about a game which is also not very not a very recent game um it was actually released originally in 2017 in august so it's pretty old um oh it's getting there anyway Mm -hmm. um this game has never ever even crossed my mind um and I'll be honest, what ended up happening was I, um, I was looking for a single player game to play and uh, it just so happened to be on the Game Pass and I scrolled past it a million times before and I remember <laughs> hearing a lot about it. So I thought, I have no idea what this game is. I have no idea what it's about. I have no idea what it plays like, but I'm going to give it a go. Um, so to the, the Game Pass. Exactly. And the game is Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Now, this game, um, for anyone who doesn't know what it is or what it's about, um, it is classed as a dark fantasy action-adventure, and it is all based around Norse mythology and Celtic culture. Um, And essentially, this is... So it's just a story-driven game. Um, There's no online. There's no microtransactions. There's no nothing. Um, All there is is absolutely beautiful everything um i i can't even rant about this game enough so i went into it not knowing a thing about what it was to do with i had no clue um and just to give you some context this game has won um awards for the following um it won awards for these are baftas and others um it won awards for the best british game it won awards oh it's british for best yeah british um the team it's Ninja did you not know so best performer best british game artistic achievement audio achievement a game beyond entertainment and it was a nominee for best game game innovation best music uh, best narrative and it was also um outstanding achievement for character animation um and a bunch of other things it was nominated for as well now I couldn't agree more with it. Hmm. So essentially um the the game starts you off um literally just throws you straight into it uh with um Senua um who is the character you play as and you're on a boat um and at the very start of the game now this is actually a really crucial part of my review um I Bradley has actually played this game too and when he did um from my understanding you didn't play it through headphones did you Bradley?
1: No. i I, I
2: rarely play things through headphones no so do i when it's a story game and i'm not playing. i played
1: doom and i
2: had a heart attack but but this (laughs) game recommends at the start that it's best played through headphones so i I thought why not it's obviously a reason for that so why not um i mean just from the conversation that me and bradley had about the game when i finished it um i can tell that we had Although a very similar experience, it was nowhere near like the same, the same vibe that I was getting from it than what Bradley did. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, mostly down to the headphones. Um, so essentially, you play as Senua. Um, she is um, a, uh, a picked warrior. Um, and what she is doing is she's trying to make her way to Helheim um, so that she can rescue the soul of her dead partner um, from Hella. And that's really—I mean—you don't even go into the game knowing that the game starts you off on a boat. You're paddling down a street, like down this uh, like really eerie river, mm-hmm. and straight away you start hearing voices. Um, and these voices are uh, whispering, very ASMR esque. They they whisper and they're <laughs> very quiet and very soothing, and also very soothing. Yeah. They are they—they're very Jack, soothing. Jack fell no, asleep yeah, a couple down. of times.
1: So.
2: <laughs> yeah. But what's, but what's yeah. amazing about this is that these voices are in her head. Um, and the way that the game works is, is a really, really cool concept. So it's actually, um, f- centered around mental illness more than anything else. So, um, Senua has a, uh, what they class as a rot, um, which is, uh, she's cursed essentially, but it's, um, mental psychosis is what she has. Mm. And, um, so she thinks the, it's the gods and the gods are talking to her, but she's just actually batshit. She, well, she, but she, but it's it's weird. It's done in a way where this yes. yes. <laughs> so it's done in a way where she is talking to souls of the gods and things like that, and dead, dead, um, you know, dead warriors and things like that, but it's done in a way to really, really emphasize mental health, basically. And mm. it, it, it sounds crazy, I know, but basically, the reason. Headphones are so effective is that these whispers come from either side of you and all around you. So they go from, they come from both sides of your ears and also around the back and around Mm -hmm. the front. And that you can really feel the. This is what I missed out on. Um, Yeah. And the whispers at the start are a cut is one voice primarily, a lady talking, and then it's she's explaining what you're doing at the start. And then on top of that, other voices join in. Throughout the game, more and more voices join. And more and more voices start talking over each other. Some are louder than others. Some are aggressive. Some are passive. Um, and it really does this incredible sense of immersion in making it feel like these voices are actually in your head because they're, because they're coming from your ears and around the back of you and to the side of you and from the front. It, and they're constant. They're like every little thing you do in the game they they pretty much have a say in so like it will be as simple as you're walking forward and one of them will be saying to you where are you going you're lost and the other one will be saying to you no you're not you keep going forward and the other one will say well don't go up there because if you get lost you won't be able to find your way back and the other one's like you're in danger something's watching you um and it's it creates this like really really eerie and dark disturbed like essence to the game um like i say there's no there's no tutorial there's no instructions. There's no manual. There's a, you literally, to figure out how to play the game, you have to just pause it. And there's like a brief summary of the controls, basically. Um, this game, and Bradley, I'm sure you'll agree, is mm-hmm. incredibly atmospheric. Like, oh, yeah. From the very beginning, you are hooked. Like you were just literally, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know where you're going, <laughs> but you're just doing it. You're going to do it. And <laughs> I, I said to, I said to um, Bradley when talking about it, there's a real, especially with headphones, there's a real horror, vibe because it says it's a dark fantasy, but it's, there's a real creepy, eerie, horror side to this game. Um, and you feel pretty defenseless in a way um, and mm. pretty weak and vulnerable because of this mental illness and things like that. And they actually, which I, I found really fascinating, they had um, mental health professors and, um, from university in Cambridge and things like that um, cool. help mm-hmm. um, advise on the game. Um, yeah. To help make it, so yeah, that's the center, the centerpiece of the, the, of the story. Um, and obviously, there's a lot. If for anyone who's interested in mytho- Norse mythology and things like that, you would love this game. Just Do you say so it's the pretty- picks though? Yeah, the- as picks. in the Scottish. So- yeah so she's mm-hmm. she's like she's a mixture like it's meant it's weird i watched like a um a thing about how they made the game and they kind of designed her like a pix warrior and mm. they kind of said like it's really weird it's like a good a good mixture of things but um so yeah, essentially you start off on this boat, you paddle downstream, you have all these voices talking in your head. They start off pretty calm. And all of a sudden, you're in this eerie fog and the there's this really like there's some like really dark, disturbing, you know, symbols hung up painted on the wall like the caves and things like that. And you start getting warned that you should turn back, basically, and that mm-hmm. you're in danger and that these things are watching you from the tree line and things like that. Anyway, you can't you have a sword on your hip, but you can't draw it. Uh, You just only can walk or run. That's literally all you can do. And you just take in the atmosphere and take in the storyline as you go. Um, And it's got really unique mechanics, in my opinion, because the game would have to be so immersive and so interesting because of how much time you actually just spend walking and running. Um, <laughs> right. And I yeah. said this to Bradley. Um, it didn't feel. Do you, Bradley? Do you agree? It was not boring at any point, even though no, you spent yeah. most of your time just walking and running. Um, <laughs> and you're you're getting immersed in this world of you know um, they're talking about Hella and about um, it's like know, an interactive and, experience. And it is completely. Um, but what's really cool is that you fight entities. So you do. There is combat. You fight entities for the sword is w- used. <laughs> with, yeah, from other <laughs> worlds. They're like de- they're essentially like demon warriors. Um, the Norsemen and things like that, but they're like demon versions and things like that. But they come from the shadows. And when you're walking through these interactive, like, you know, this interactive immersive world and everything, just from time to time, you will randomly get surprised with a combat scenario, which is where all of a sudden she'll draw her sword and you then enter like a stance almost. um, And then these things just appear from the shadows and they come for you. And I don't know how, but the, the combat system, I can't even really explain it. Bradley might be able to a bit better than me, but it is just so smooth and beautiful to fight. Like, I, I don't even know how to. Bradley, how would you describe the combat system? Because you play, there's got to be games um, you can compare it to or ways you could describe it better than I probably could.
1: Yeah, no, it is weird. It kind of like, <laughs> like no, but it's, it's almost like Dark Souls esque where you've kind of, mm. you know, isn't it on the same buttons as well? Is it on the, the bumper and the, the triggers? The bumper and the triggers, yeah. Yeah, So, so it's so, very nice. So, awesome, but the what, combos so goes, are kind yeah. of
2: what make it up. What make it beautiful. So it's so essentially, Chris, when you enter a combat scenario, mm. the camera changes slightly. It zooms in a bit closer to her. It's third person, obviously. It zooms in a bit closer to her, and she's in this stance with a sword drawn. Um, and you simply have um, a dodge, a block, uh, which also works as a parry, um, mm-hmm. like a counter. If you time it uh, right, li- yep, light attack, heavy attack. Um, <laughs> you know how this works exactly, um, <laughs> I've played video games, but, but also in the probably a little bit less like the Dark Souls games, uh, I'm assuming. Um, you can also mash like that, like it can be a bit. Oh, like,
1: no, you can do that. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> oh, can you do that? That's right, okay, anyway. So, point being, but what's great about this combat system is that the moves and the choreography and everything is just. Stunning, like well, so, it's, is it, they it's did it all. Minecapped, didn't they? Yeah, and it's finesse and flourished, and it, everything. Just there's some, like um I said to Bradley, even at the very end of the game, I was still finding combo mixtures that I didn't know existed, and like cool little finishers and things like that that I didn't even know you could do, just purely mm-hmm. because there's so much variety. Did in you it, have um, favorite combos? I did, but I couldn't remember exactly from but i know there's one there's one that i loved which is the one where she does the almost jump spin over a shoulder flip like thing right. and she flicks down and i don't um, remember what the was...
1: moment looked like but uh, i just remembered using the same ones because i found the same ones. The most powerful yeah
2: but um but anyway so yeah it, it, it's this incredibly immersive experience and what i liked as well is um what i loved about it is there's a lot of storytelling obviously um uh, and talks about the gods talks about the you know the battles talks about um ragnarok all all the things that we've talked about on in previous um different things on the podcast and talked about how we love them um and it creates this incredibly intense story where she's this frail you know um cursed warrior and she kind of becomes it's like her trying to battle her own demons basically um and these voices are so brilliantly voiced act, uh, acted and her performance, like I say, it won an award. And Bradley actually told me a really, really funny, interesting story about her. Um, that was her debut as an actor um, oh, in video wow, game really? um, she was a photographer I mean, I, you
0: know i've never seen it but i, I know yeah i'd I, seen them actually weirdly enough i think i've watched a, a video of the mo capture
2: yeah and, i have no and idea why it turns out it turns out so me and bradley were talking about this she was something like a, a photographer um for uh, and she'd never done anything like it and they mm. asked if they could use her um just her face basically for the, for the model yeah. um and when she got into mocap and that and started doing it they said actually would you like to just this because they <laughs> think they did a really good job and she won an award so obviously. <laughs> wow, um, what a yeah, debate. Made, I know and um, yeah it is brilliantly acted you know Bradley was saying to me when we talk about this some fantastic supporting cast members in there and stuff um, but the actual the, the the thing for me is that this game I feel like everyone should just just experience it because mm. you've got you the game pass, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah exactly, exactly and um, it's stunning anyway the game like it really is immersive and stunning but This is a little side note, um, but I finally got myself a new Xbox um, after all these times. So congratulations to me! Anyway, (laughs) yeah, I finally got the Series X, and Uh, um, how's how's it how's it treating you? It is incredible and worth the wait. But anyway, the point being is that I started it on Xbox One because I was looking looking for something to play in my spare time and that. And then when I got halfway through it, and then I reinstalled it on the Series X, and when I loaded it up, it gives you the choice on the options on the menu to in graphics for either higher resolution higher frame rate things like that and i put it at the highest frame rate mm. and i was just taken away by how much even like because it already looked good but how much smoother and better it the, the looked. yeah i know but it was incredible <laughs> the power was, you've been lacking it was truly time. it was truly incredible um but yeah there's it's a i i think there would be very few people out there who could find this game boring because this, it tells such a unique story and such an intense and dramatic and emotional story as well. Because it's all about obviously her saving her partner; his soul is trapped by Hella, and she will go to any extent to to save him, basically. Um, and there's obviously a, a whole underlying backstory which I won't ruin because that's kind of the main main sort of focus. But um, the, there's a mechanic in the game which I thought worked fantastic there's some small puzzle solving elements which are me and bradley said are very straightforward but fun nevertheless because they're kind of easy and just quick and you know they're not stressful um but i don't know about you bradley we didn't talk about this but the mechanic i loved was the rot system so essentially chris she has this rot that starts off in her hand and it's like a black decaying basically Mm -hmm. um every time you die in combat during a combat scenario the rot spreads further up her arm and oh further uh, further across her body. And the way that it works is that if the rot spreads all the way through and it goes to her brain, that's the mental illness and everything taking over and the darkness taking over her. Um, and it sends you back to the start of the game. Oh, all your no. progress gets lost. Huh. Now, I'd, thankfully, I'd, I mean, it's not overly too difficult. There's there was moments where you can get a bit overwhelmed with the combat, but um it wasn't ridiculously difficult, I didn't think. Um, and I'm sure Bradley didn't either. But I, I didn't come close to thankfully to the rot getting spreading. I, I you know I failed once or twice, I think, throughout. But um nevertheless, it just creates this sense of tension as well because mm. you're like, oh I can't die. I can't die because I don't want this. And I don't know how much more of the game I have. Do you know what I mean? So you're yeah. like if and I don't die, know how many deaths
0: on, I have.
2: And... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um and I thought that was a really cool mechanic to have. Um I just
1: I really liked yeah. that. And, and it doesn't whole... sound
0: like it's too harsh.
1: Can I no, can I tell it... you something? Go on. It doesn't exist. Does it not? It, it will never send you back. No matter how many minutes. No times you way. Die. It's it's there to create that it's sense of fear of danger. I was that's...
0: gonna play that and you've just like <laughs>
1: Well that's really, no, that is really cool to really yeah, though. You, yeah, but you would never Chris is just it. gonna go into it just not, just I mean, not He's just right gonna now kill now. himself <laughs> like a hundred <laughs> times. Yeah.
2: chill. Um, good, chill. Uh, but you know that's no that's crazy. Now, that's you might really enjoy it now play on that's the hardest really,
1: difficulty like me.
2: That's really clever though, because it does create that exact feeling. It mm-hmm. makes you feel vulnerable, um, and weak. And I said there's um Chris, I know Bradley doesn't really find things sort of, he doesn't really pay attention to horror in the same way, but there is some moments in that game that are generally like genuinely terrifying, like bone, yeah. Bone chilling, like not because they're scary in the sense of, it's not like a horror film or horror game, but you feel just so uneasy and weak and vulnerable in this forest full of these awful, like horrible things. And there's like moments, uh, there's a, there's like a, it's almost like a mini game, but it's part of the story where you, um, you go through like a, pl- a, a plagued village and you mm. get stuck. You go into this big barn house and it is really, and even Bradley said to me, I remember that bit being really eerie and it's really awful. And you can't draw your sword and you get chased around this, this building by, by an, like an entity. Um, and you have to find these runes and stuff to get to the door to escape. And I was like, just that sense of suspense where you're like this, this warrior who can't do anything you you haven't got your sword on you and you just have to run for your life and it's like it just has these really cool little mechanics that just make the game fresh the whole way through it it feels Mm -hmm. fresh um Mm -hmm. And yeah, I got to the end of the game. Like I say, I wouldn't um, ever tell anyone actual story elements because I think the whole experience is there in the story. But I got to the end and um, I found out as well that they're obviously making a sequel, which makes me so, so excited. Um, And I will be playing it no matter how much it costs me. Um, (laughs) But I got to the end and I feel like it's really weird. You get to the end and you feel this sense of relief and also sort of grief like it's it's weird it feels like you kind of are you're happy that it's come to an end and you know it had to come to an end but at the same time you're kind of like I just feel a bit lost now like I don't <laughs> know what like I, I feel, feel like I've, I do well I feel like I've even though the game's not ridiculously long it's, it's a fair decent playthrough but it's sort of the right length but you kind of get to the end and you're like I feel like I wanted that to go on for longer, but at the same time I didn't because I know the story needed to come to an end and you feel like you go on such a journey from the start to the end. Like, would you agree, Bradley, that by the time you end it, you're like, she goes from sort of this, you know, frail, scared warrior. Who's not really sure what she's doing to well, a bit of well, a bit of a, a, not a killer, but like a, a you know a bit of a, a serious warrior, like a, mm-hmm. like a feared warrior. And it's just like she's got this really cool um, climactic ending. And uh, there's a really, that I felt like um not only was the audio deserving of the award one million percent uh, just for the voice acting and the voices and everything like that, but also the um I actually thought the music, the soundtrack for the game was really good as well. Um, the Bradley, do you remember the last piece of music uh, for the in the the end? the end scene. I do not. It's like, I, was <laughs> I, afraid, listen, and I like, played a long time ago. You yeah, probably would if you, if you yeah, it. it's, oh, very, definitely, yeah, it's very, it's very angelic. It if hand. you remember, it. it's like a battle cry song. Um, it's like a, like, um, heart, it's almost like an orchestra thing, but it's, mm. it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and like I
0: mean, it, we talk a lot on this podcast about how mm. underrated music is in video games. games. In general. Yeah, exactly. Like this, honestly, sometimes that's just, sometimes that is
2: the thing that sticks with me, you know, yeah um and so one last thing i'll say about it i mean the game like i say i don't have any bad things to say about it in all honesty i think it was for what it was and for a game that it clearly got got the awards it deserved but at the same time i don't feel like it was as well publicized as it could have been because Mm. i didn't really know much about it until obviously now um i
0: remember seeing it
2: advertised quite a lot at e3 when
1: the year it came out Mm
2: -hmm. um
0: and I remember it getting rave, rave reviews yeah, when it yeah. came out. But apart from that,
2: it, I don't know. I it just it's like you, Jack. I yeah. never, I never would have gone out of my way to no buy to it find it. I don't know no. why. And this is the thing, though, is that this also shows that it is exceptionally good because this is released in 2017, and I would say that this game delivered a better experience than a lot of the games that release now. Um, like I, I would honestly stand by that and say that I haven't there's not many games I've played recently that delivered quite as good of an experience all, all around like across the board um, mm. and for something released in 2017 that says a lot and yeah. I, I, this game has been majorly slept on by me and I am so thankful I found it because I, I just enjoyed every minute mm. of it and,
0: well um, if I go away and play it
2: it should yeah, we we'll... have to talk about it. We'll, we'll do a spoiler discussion. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but also for anyone, I don't know if anyone who listens is, you know, into their game development or anything like that. But so Ninja Theory, uh, as we know, British company, um, made this beautiful game. And as I said, they're working on a sequel. And they have actually just posted, um, I think, 10 or so job adver- uh, advertisements for different positions. They want um, a combat designer uh, and all things like that for the new game. Mm. Um, so there's some positions available cool. if anyone does that sort of thing if you're in the UK yeah uh, but yeah so well done Ninja Theory for that because I just yeah I, I would go as far as to say that was a Neuron masterpiece that game and mm. I, I, I can't really fault it to be honest I enjoyed every moment from start to finish so um, yeah that's my review on uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice awesome very cool well uh, that's, uh,
0: that, that's, the, that's it for this podcast this week <laughs> Um, it was just a nice short one that's probably not short um <laughs> you know what we're like at this point if you're a, if you're a you know listener uh we have an innate ability to talk at great length um, <laughs> passionate. Do we have yeah, very passionate do we do we have any closing thoughts? no i don't think so I, I, don't. Uh, I think you know um it's nice to be back mm-hmm. it's nice to be talking again about um all the bits and bobs um and we are actually working on some new artwork so uh keep your eyes peeled for that in the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. yeah still working on it still in flux but uh it should be pretty cool
2: yeah i'm next next gen icons
0: yeah
1: maybe (laughs) (laughs) anyway
0: (laughs) yeah so that's it from us guys yeah see you later
1: see you later